0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the twilight nine podcast. This is episode 131. I'm your host Dryley, joined by no one solo pod throwing it back. If you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I actually used to do this show alone for the first. I don't know. What's the math? 70 episodes, 60 episodes, Andy Nesbitt, my guy, he's gone started a new job on Monday sports illustrated shout out Andy. I know. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're allowed to listen. Uh, but yeah, Andy is no longer here. It's a bummer. Loved having him here. He loved doing the show, but Andy is no longer here, which is really a big bummer. So I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, uh, some people fill the chair here and there, and then, uh, we'll get another co-host down the line, obviously, because, uh, I think my brain would fry if I had to do the show alone. All my thoughts just continuously coming out in a long fucking stream. I don't think my brain's smart enough for that, but we're doing it this time around. It should be fun. Uh, it's a lot to talk about live golf just came out with their super cheesy names like the range rats or the range goats or whatever they're whatever they're going by now uh that just dropped probably like 30 minutes ago the waste management Phoenix open is this week the people's tournament it's gonna be awesome electric everybody knows about 16 the stadium is just the best 17. In my opinion, is the better hole. It probably plays a bigger role of who wins the golf tournament. Uh, But I, I just, it's one of the best events of the year, and now it's even better because it's the first uh, full field elevated designated whatever the fuck you want to call it event uh, in PGA Tour history. Obviously, the Century Tournament Champions was elevated, but limited field. Like I don't even think uh, fifty guys were there. So. So the uh, waste management is going to be the first one, and I can't wait. It's everybody. Rory, obviously, is there. John Rahm, Scotty, JT, Colin, Maddie Fitz. Uh, it's a bummer Willie Z's not there. I think 22 of the top 25 players in the world are here, so the field is just absolutely loaded. Um, great golf course. It's just going to be a really fun week. And then Justin Rose won the AT&T Pebble Beach Program. It was a really fun event uh rosie has obviously been struggling over the past couple years his last win i believe was in 2019 at the farmers was the last time he won and it's great for him because obviously it's the Ryder cup year he wants to make that team he wasn't on the last one i don't believe he was on the last one anyway if memory serves and it was good to see rosie play good golf again he really took control of the tournament on monday it was another just really weird week scheduling wise It it was tough to know when you were able to watch golf, if we're going to be honest with you. The Farmers is kind of always a little tricky because the final rounds on a Saturday, the European tour event that same week was all messed up because of weather. That was a Monday finish. And then Pebble was a Monday finish because of all the weather. So we haven't had a normal weekend of golf and it feels like a month, even if the American Express was normal, but then it's three courses and all that shit. This week is the first like one course four days. Hopefully it finishes on Sunday. I don't think it rains in Arizona. So there we go. Uh, But it was really good to see Rosie play really good golf. Like I said, he took control of it in the final round over Sunday and Monday, I guess, but he looked really good. The putter looked good. It was good to see him play. Well, Uh, we didn't have him on the card. Obviously we didn't have him at 35 to one, I think was what most books had him at, which his game has been trending in the right direction. So that does make sense to me. Uh, Didn't have him. We had Keith on the card, which was huge. Uh, He finished tied for fourth. He looked like he was going to have a shot in the final round, and then his putter just went absolutely ice cold on Sunday and Monday. He didn't make anything, which sucked because at Pebble, when you need to go low, the putter needs to get hot, and it got cold at the very worst time. He putted well the rest of the week, but nothing special. We also had Victor. He, I believe he tied for 12th or 13th, somewhere in that range. Another one of our guys that just could not get anything going on the greens. He didn't make anything anything on sunday and monday he was in a really good spot to win the golf tournament entering the final round i think he was three or four back don't want to say nobody's ahead of him but a bunch of guys that don't win all the time on the pga tour you had jay rose who hasn't won in four years and you had victor so with a really good final round you could see victor winning that tournament um i got a text from a buddy he live bet victor enter in the final round i had him all week it was going to be one of those things that you watch Victor, the big name, climb up the board through the final round, you thought anyway, and then it didn't work out that that way, which is a bummer. Uh, Joel Damon was another guy on our card that ended up having an okay week. He was rough. I think he was three over through his first six holes on Thursday, so I immediately counted that one out as a winner. I think he ended up tying for 40th or something, had a good, had a good Friday, but it was a... Uh, not a great week on the betting front. Hit a couple top 20s, obviously, but nothing nothing crazy um, off that max one at the farmer. So we're going to have to kick it up here for the, uh, for the waste management. I'm looking forward to it. And then one more thing about Pebble. Keith, again, going back to Keith, he did a great job on the mic'd up. He was the second guest. I thought he did a great job. CBS has been lucky to walk into a couple home run situations where both of their guys were in contention. I believe that's how they're, they're trying to do it is they're trying to get guys to agree to it that are in contention on or during the third round, excuse me, because that gives a little bit more of an insight. Um, it's not like these guys are battling out for tied for 50th, right? When you can just, uh, guys maybe not at that point care very much, like they're not going to win the golf tournament. So you're trying to get the guys up there, trying to get bigger names. Keith did a great job. another scenario where CBS kind of lucked out with the whole situation that happened on the hole with max at the farmers. It was like the rules official had to come over because of a plug ball. Max got to, like Andy said last week, max got to do the whole Patrick Reed joke at the farmers. Like I'm not sticking my finger in there. The official comes over, it gives the ruling. They take the drop. Then the official (laughs) almost falls in the fucking bunker behind him, And then he walks away. It ended up being perfect. This time Keith was having a conversation with his caddy they agree on a yardage. They agree on a club. Keith is about to pull the trigger and then wind puffs up caddy at the last second, pulls him off the ball, gives him a new yardage, gives him a new club. I believe they change clubs and uh, he hit a great shot to like 12 feet. So the CBS is totally lucked out with how these have happened over the first couple times, which is huge. And then this week at waste management, they have a bunch of really big names to choose from. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to choose them. I don't know who's next. I do know that, Word is that players are asking to be a part of this, which I think is a huge plus. That was one of the questions that I had a couple of weeks ago when this started: is are players going to want that distraction? Are the big name players going to want that distraction in the middle of a third round on a Saturday? Like, is Rory, if he's trailing by two shots on the fifteenth hole, going to want to wear a wire right to talk to the TV broadcast, or is it going to be more of the guys? Which isn't a bad thing because they're great entertainment-wise. Like, Keith was great. Is it going to be like guys like Higgs? Is it going to be guys like Damon? Like, those kind of guys? are you going to try to target the big names? But it sounds like the PGA Tour is getting word that a lot of guys want to be part of this, which I think is huge. It's a huge benefit for the tour, obviously, to have this integrated into their broadcast because I think it's a great tool. It gives a lot of the uh, people that maybe don't watch golf very often or the amateur golfer, maybe a little bit more into the mindset of what happens during just the pre-shot routine of a PGA Tour player because it's a lot different than us just grabbing any fucking club out of the bag, getting a yardage and hitting it. Just so much goes into this kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to more. Waste management going to be a good one. It would be great if they do it on 16. I don't think they're going to because I think just for mic reasons, I think it's going to be too fucking loud. But I think the perfect hole to do it on is 15. Par 5, really cool approach cuz it goes over water and then you can got to get into the player's mindset of this is what I'm thinking going ahead to 16 cuz it's impossible to ignore. Just one of those things because it's kind of like when you hear guys talk about 17 at Sawgrass when they're walking up 16 the par 5 it's hard to not look to your right when you're looking up that fairway, right? One of the more intimidating holes in golf, it's really hard to ignore just just right in your peripherals to the right-hand side. So I think picking 15 at TPC Scottsdale is a little bit... Uh, no brainer par five guys more than likely going to say yes to it in a par five because it's an easier hole the approach is great you're going to be able to get into the routine of the player caddy combo and then you can kind of dive into what the player is thinking as they get closer to the stadium home no brainer so hope they keep doing them uh it's a great it's a great asset in addition to the broadcast has been really entertaining so looking forward to that on saturday Another thing that I get to watch this weekend, actually yesterday on Monday, which I've had access to for the past week or so, and I haven't really taken advantage of it. I'm not 100% sure why, Uh, but I finally sat down and I watched the first, I believe four or five episodes of Full Swing, the Netflix doc on the PGA tour that they filmed last year. I finally sat down and watched them and it's going to be fucking sweet. I think that's pretty much the only way I can describe it. It's going to be really, really cool. They give a little bit of a background on like, and it, it seems for us, the people that are going to watch it, that are there to see all the behind the scenes things and what went into this and all the live drama and blah, 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 That that is for like the golf sickos like us that want to know all that kind of stuff. But also they do a great job of breaking down literally just like the common things about golf for people that may not watch golf or know about golf or care about the PGA tour that are going to watch this show. Like they go far as like for the first couple episodes, they're like, this is what a birdie means. This is what a par means. This is what a bogey means. It's not super extreme. Like it's not something where they like lay out a chart or whatever for, and we're sitting there for five minutes. Like, are we really talking about this right now? It's kind of like captioned into when certain things happen which I think they did a great job with. Uh, They explain the live drama. They explain what live is. They explain where the money comes from. They explain why it is such a, it's not for me, it's not a tough decision, but they frame it as this is why it's such a tough decision for guys that maybe want to go to live and why they don't want to go to live because the, of the, of the, you know, bad stuff that could happen on the PGA tour. Could they be banned? All that kind of stuff. They do a great job. Uh, Andy talked about the first episode, probably like, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, a month ago now, maybe um, about Jordan and JT. It was, I thought it was even better than Andy described it. I thought it was really good. Went dove into JT and Jordan's relationship together, their best friendship. Jordan was the best man at JT's wedding. But at the same time, both of them were like, yeah, I love the guy, but I also want to beat him at golf every single time we play against each other. They play a money game at um at southern hills i think the week before the pga championship was awesome they fly down there for the day um just really really great behind the scenes stuff one of the episodes is polter one of the episodes that i watch is kepka um, I haven't watched it yet, but I know Maddie Fitz is one of them. Joel Damon was one of them. Damon might actually have been my favorite episode that happened at the country club for the U S open just and just a great episode. And it's crazy how things just fell into place for, for the full swing makers. Um, because they got JT at the PGA Championship. He wins. They got Matty Fitz at the U.S. Open. He wins. They get Joel Damon at the U.S. Open, which he was one of the 36-hole leaders, I think. He ended up finishing inside the top 10. Like You get this guy that not a lot of people know. He hasn't been in this situation a lot. He had to qualify just to get to the U.S. Open. They're at the qualifying with Damon. It's just crazy how these things fell into place for the tour. It's nuts. And then they have some Augusta footage, which I won't spoil for anybody, but it's fucking awesome. Um, so hopefully, I'll be able to watch the next or the last episodes either today or tomorrow or some point. But you guys are gonna absolutely loved it because I loved it, and it was it was just really, really, really fun. It was I think it was a little. um Man, I don't know if it was better than I thought it was going to be because I had such high hopes for it. Like when the previews came out and the trailers with the fast cuts and the music and the, and the live versus PGA Tour thing, it just seems like it's going to be fucking sweet. So the high expectations are just that high. But I think it was even maybe even better than I thought it was going to be. So I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Um, I think when is it available? Next Wednesday maybe for the public? Anybody with a Netflix account, I think, I don't know the day. I think it's I think it's next Wednesday, but it's going to be, it's going to take over social media and there's going to be memes. I think Max Homa talked about it um, after it came out. Obviously, he's seen it, uh, but I think he tweeted something along the lines of like, there will be memes and there are absolutely going to be memes. I, I w- watching it in five, six came to mind within the first two episodes. Like it's that quick. It's going to be very funny. Um, but I can't wait for you guys to watch it because it was, it was, it was so good. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, but I think, I think, uh, I think that's all I got. I got my, I got my iPad with me going over a little bit of a notes now that I got to do this by myself and my brains in a thousand different places. Um, but aside from that kind of stuff, like quick notes, the Honda classic is, is uh close to a new title sponsor Honda's leaving after this year if you guys didn't know they're close to a new sponsor but I think oh oh never mind (laughs) I forgot about uh I woke up I think it was what Saturday morning Friday morning I forget what morning it was but I wake up I owned I opened And there was only probably two, three, four tweets about it. And it was one of those things where you see it early and you know that it's going to take over golf Twitter. The Swilkin Bridge at the old course got a garden patio installed at the entrance. They installed a big circle of stones right at the entrance and it looked terrible. It was one of those things. Consensus was through golf Twitter was just, this is terrible. We have to take this down. It was just a bunch of people complaining. It was really, I think it was Saturday morning. And it would just lit up. Got an article about it. Wrote like this is just tough. Po- uh, Included the picture, whatever. And then it took a little bit of steam, honestly, to to get to make its way through. I think. I think at first people were, thought it was fake. So it didn't go anywhere. Like I didn't publish an article until I started seeing more photos. Cause I didn't want to release an article and then be like, Oh, this is a fake photo. And then like real photos, more and more photos started coming out. And I'm like, okay, this is real. Let's get this out. And then that's when it kind of just took over and everybody was so pissed and it looked bad. There's just no way around that. It looked really bad. And then today, St. Andrews, uh, announced that they're taking it out and their RV of, I think they've already taken it out. They had, uh, construction equipment on the old course, either today or yesterday. And they, they hucked that shit out of there. So shout out St. Andrews for getting that thing out of there. The RNA, whoever made that choice to get, to go back on their new construction idea. Cause it was terrible, but they got out of it. So I'm hyped because it did look, it did look really bad. Uh, but Hey, if you complain enough, um, on social media, maybe things will get done. Oh, also, another quick note this is on the Masters, which were officially only two months away from the Masters, which seems ridiculous to say. They have made the lengthening of the 13th hole official. Shout out Eureka Earth on Twitter. If you guys don't follow them on Twitter, go give them a follow. They post photos of Augusta National like throughout the year. So if you're a Master Sicko like myself and they want just unlimited photos of Augusta National, they post photos all the time, like aerial drones, I think is how they get them. But, uh, they were on this a long time ago. I even wrote something that was probably going on six months ago now, five, six months ago now, but they have, uh, it's going to be, I think like 25, 35 yards longer than it was last year. Uh, they moved that T way back. So now it's probably not going to be a seven iron into the green. They're going to have long irons, maybe wood, depending on where your drive go. Uh, it's going to be great. So that became official the other day, but I think that's all the, uh, the newsy type stuff. Rattling around in my head because give you a little insight of what's going on right now. Trying to do a podcast by yourself, shuffling through a thousand different things going on in your brain to try to make it a um, homogenous train of thought is borderline impossible. So before I go on under some weird tangent, uh, we're gonna go, we're gonna just go Waste Management Phoenix Open. I got some best bets. We'll go through a little bit of a preview. Go through the course, some course fits, odds, obviously. A uh, little bit of a recap of last week, but again, I already kind of went over that. Uh, we have some long shots. Uh, I think I did a five, uh, four part list um, for Golf Week with four long shots from some uh, familiar names for you guys that have been listening and reading my stuff for a while. Uh, but a little bit of a little bit of a uh, preview here. John Rahm is a betting favorite for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, or now they call it the WM Phoenix Open. I'm going to call it the Waste Management. Uh, John Rahm is the betting favorite plus eight hundred, Roy McElroy, who this is his first start in the PGA tour in twenty twenty three, this calendar year. He won a couple weeks ago at the Hero Dubai Desert Classic over uh Mr. Patrick Reed. His Ryder Cup, ex-Ryder Cup rival, now live member rival. Uh that was a great tournament, drained a twenty footer for the win. We talked about it a little bit last week on the show, but he is making his first PGA tour start of twenty twenty-three. We haven't seen him on tour since what the CJ Cup an event that he won to get to world number one so he still sits there at world number one um, he's behind roM at plus 850 overall 22 of the top 25 players in the official world golf ranking have made their way to the desert loaded field uh, the three are cam Smith who's still I believe in the top five uh walking Neiman a love another live guy and then Willie Z's not playing this week The golf course, TPC Scottsdale, par 71, 7,261 yards. Tom golf, Jay Morsh, design. Uh, Data Golf, couple course comparisons. Southern Hills Country Club, which plays a little bit uh, into a factor in my picks, is number one, actually. Uh, Annadale GC is number two, and then number three is Silverado Resort and Spa. I believe that's a north course. Uh, last week, again, we had Keith Mitchell, Victor Hovlin, we had Mav who wasn't playing great, but he was probably going to make the cut and then he WD with the left shoulder injury. So that kind of goes, uh, goes by the wayside. And then we had Joel who ended up tying for like 41st or something like that. So not a great week, not a bad week, couple of good, uh, top 20 bets, no outrights though. Um, if you guys are looking to find my card every single week, um, the twilight nine podcast, um, TikTok page is going to have my card going forward. Um, you probably Tuesday night or Wednesday, and then my card officially goes out on my Twitter account some point on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the Twitter is at Riley Hamill underscore. There's where you can find that. Uh, some of the odds. John Rahm, like I said, 800. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is 12 to 1. Xander Shoffley is 14 to 1. Colin Morikawa and Tony Finau are 18 to 1. Patrick Cantlay and Justin Thomas are 20 to 1. Sung J M and Max Homer are 22 to 1. Cameron Young is 25 to 1. Tom Kim is 28 to 1. Victor Hovland and Hideki Matsuyama are 30 to 1. Matty Fitz is 35 to 1. Jordan Spieth is 40 to 1. Uh, Thagala and Burns are 45 to 1. Taylor Montgomery and Jason Day are 60 to 1. So I have... Uh, three of the bigger names on the uh on the initial on the initial card again they, that becomes official on Wednesday but I have a uh, three bigger names and then I'll get into a couple uh couple long shot picks after that um Calmore first up at 18 to 1 great start to 2023 should have won in Hawaii. Obviously, the late collapse, plus a, just a red-hot John Rahm, he finished second, but should have won in Hawaii. And then he was actually solo third behind Max Holman and Keegan Bradley at the Farmers Insurance Open. So he's just been playing unbelievable golf so far in 2023. Uh, he's made just one appearance at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He tied for 25th back in 2020. And Data Golf actually lists him as the number one course fit for TPC Scottsdale. Uh, when I was looking at it, stroke Gain Approach, Seem to be the most important stat. And then distant driving distance is a little bit more important than driving accuracy this week, which makes a little bit of sense in the desert. If you drive it off the planet, you're gonna be in shit. You're gonna be in the rocks, you're gonna be in bushes, you're gonna be in cactus. Um, but the rough isn't super penalizing right off the fairway. So I think that's where it kind of takes a toll a little bit. So if you miss barely, you're fine. If you miss by moons you're in shit. That's kind of what it comes down to. So uh Colin Morkow, obviously he's gonna hit a bunch of fairways, he's gonna hit a bunch of greens, he's probably gonna hit a bunch of iron shots really close. And then if he makes the putts, which the putter didn't look as good at the farmers, but the putter has gotten a little bit better. So we'll see how Colin fares. But I think he's he's in for a good week, and 18-1 is a great price for him. Second name I have is Justin Thomas, 20 to 1. If you guys listen to this show from the very beginning. I think one of the first, was one of the first episodes uh, Justin Thomas's players win? I'm trying to think back. I think it was. And I remember at the players, Justin Thomas fell to 20 to 1. I was like, that is very hard to ignore. So I I didn't hammer it at that time. I didn't have any fucking money. Uh, But I ended up betting it. I won. Just when JT, a player of JT's caliber, starts getting into that 18-to-1 to 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 22-to-1 category, it's really hard to ignore, and I think I'm going right back to the well. Um, Okay week at Torrey Pines. He only shot one round under par, I believe, but he ended up tying for 25th, so he's right around par every single round. Current form isn't outstanding, uh, but his course history is. He feels right at home at the desert at this golf tournament his last uh five finishes t8 and this is starting last year t8 t13 t3 solo third and t uh, 17 loves playing at this golf tournament i i just think coming to a really comfy track form where iron play is really important he's arguably the best iron player on the planet 20 to 1 is just a really really good price for justin thomas so that's where we're going to get jt and then Cameron Young is the last big name that we're going to go over. He's 25 to 1. Uh, he's, for anybody that listens, he's no stranger to my card. He's he's there all the time. Now I'm officially in last year Willie Z uh, territory. I was chasing a Willie Z win, and then he ended up winning at the FedEx St. Jude, uh, the first playoff event. I'm in that. I'm there with Cam Young now. He was in Saudi Arabia last week for the PIF Saudi International. Think of that as you will. Uh, He finished runner-up to Abraham Anser. So his game is in really good shape. He tied for 13th at Century TOC, tied for 26th at the American Express, um, and his only waste management uh, Phoenix Open start, he finished T26. So top 30, I believe that was last year. So we'll see what Young does. I like him 25 to 1. I would love to see it at 28 or 30 to 1. Um, I don't know officially if he's going to go as an outright pick on my card. I might go top 10 for him. But I just don't want to miss out on Cam Young's first win because I've been betting on him so much that it would almost feel like a, a bigger loss if I didn't get it. So those are the three bigger names. And then if we go to a couple of the long shots, we got four long shots, two of them, or three of the names are going to be very, very familiar to you guys. Um, just tough. Long shots this week, right? You got 22 of the top 25 in the official Golf ranking. Are one of them probably going to win? Yeah. And there's just, (laughs) there's little to do about that. Just the talent level at the top this week is just outrageous. So are you probably more likely to stick these in one of like a top 20 bet instead of an outright? Yeah, probably. That's probably what I would do. So we're going to start with uh, Keith going right back to Keith. He's 70 to one this week. So a hundred bucks wins you seven grand if you bet on Keith. Great form, obviously top 25 finish at the American express T4 at pebble. I tied for 10th. Here last year. So he also has some good course history. I think he missed the cut in 2021. And then I believe he tied for 14th in uh, in 2020. So he has some decent course history over the last three years. Um, so I like him. Datigolf lists him as the 10th best course fit for TBC Scottsdale in the field. So he's right there. Uh, J-Day. I'm officially chasing a J-Day or a J day top 10. Another one. Um, he's coming off a top 10 at the Farmers. 7th. Um, he was T18 the week before at the American Express. Might as well just jump right back on the bandwagon after he didn't make the start at Pebble. Um, I don't think he's he's played in this event one time. I, I looked back. I went on the tour website. I don't think I found one more than one start, and it was a couple years ago he missed a cut in 21. I'm not really worried about that. I think he's a, I don't want to say he's a different golfer now, but I think his swing has evolved to a point where he's implemented some of the swing changes so it's not learning on the fly. His game is really, really solid. I, I'm not really worried about course history with J Day, especially he hasn't played it a bunch. I'm really not worried about it purely based on recent form. Um, it's a sh- second shot, golf course, excuse me. It's all about the approach. He's 18th in scroll chained approach this season. He hits a lot of fairways. He's 23rd in fairways and regulation. So, if he's going to be in a bunch of fairways, if he's going to hit a bunch of greens, we just had to rely on Jason Day making a lot of putts, and that's kind of what he's been known for over his 10-plus year on the PGA Tour. So I love Jay Day, 25 to 1. Um, again, are you going to bet him outright? I don't know. 100 bucks wins $7,500. Am I more than likely going to bet him for a top 20 or top 10? That's probably where I'm going to put Jay Day. It's probably where I'm going to put him. Uh, it's not waste management week without talking about Ricky Fowler. And he's just another name, another name on this list that had to be on there. Great start. He tied for 11th at the, at the farmers made the cut at the American express T six at the, what was that? The CJ cup T two at the, at the Zozo. So the kids playing good golf, um, his last two cuts here, which is a little bit of a surprise because from 2016 to 2019, he won and finished T 11 or better in the other three years. And I believe one of those was a second and one of those was a fourth or something along those lines. And it, it, two of those are top fives. Like the dude loves this golf tournament. His game is in way better shape than it has been over the last couple of years. Just as putting it lightly, he didn't play well the last couple of years. But he looks good so far. Uh, he's 17th in strokes ain't approach, 16th in greens of regulation. Dude's iron play, scenes of resurgence. If he can find fairways, he's going to find greens. And then we just got to rely on a historically really good putter to make putts. We'll see. He's changed his putter a couple times. We'll have to see that if that comes into play. But I like Fowler. Uh, he is, I believe, sixty to one. So at the hundred bucks, win six grand. And then this is one that I love. I again, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to bet outright, just because somebody at this long odds. It's uh, first of all hard, hard to win a tournament outright anyway when you're at these odds, but especially when the top of the field looks like it does. It's it's really hard. But JT Poston. He's played some really good golf to start the year. T21 at the TOC, T21 at the Sony, T6 at the Amex. So played really good golf already at a desert course. And he's made the weekend at TPC Scottsdale four years in a row. T23 last year, T11 the year before, T37 and 20, and then T26 and 19. He's 13th in greens of regulation, so if he can get his very very streaky putter to get hot this week, he could contend come Sunday. I don't know if he's going to be able to outbattle a Rory. I don't know if he's going to be able to outbattle a Rom or a Shaflay or a Cantley or a Thomas or a Spieth or you could just go down the list. But do I think that he could finish inside the top 20? Yeah. Is he probably going to be somewhere in the plus 400s for a top 20 finish? Yeah. And I think he could do it. So that's JT, and those are the picks. Really, I think that's pretty much the the betting rundown for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I'm really looking forward to this tournament. It is just a really fucking fun tournament, and it's for me. It's hard to put anyone like Rom or Rory on a betting card this week because they're eight to one, not a bunch of value. And odds are that one of those guys is probably going to win. Um, Rory. he's only played in this event one time i think he tied for 13th a couple years ago he didn't play in last year i think it was 21 i think he top 20 finish john rom excuse me his history here is just absurd he just doesn't finish outside the top 15 at this event so you can pretty much pencil him in for another top 10 finish but i just I, i don't know i didn't want to put him on the card um but i i honestly think that's it i think uh for a solo show, I think that went okay. I think it's going to be a little bit short, but I don't have the brain capacity to talk to myself for an hour. I just, that my brain doesn't work that way. It's going to have to, just going to have to do it. But yeah, guys, I think that's it. Um, I don't think anything's coming to my mind. Enjoy the golf tournament this weekend, again, it's going to be freaking sick. Uh enjoy the Super Bowl. What a Sunday. Holy shit, what a Sunday Sunday's going to be. Super Bowl, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um and then I believe Full Swing comes out next week. I I I get to talk to you guys one more time before it comes out, so maybe I'll give a little uh woo, excuse me. A preview of the last couple episodes when I watch them, but aside from that, and there's just going to be a lot of good TV on starting Thursday. Golf four days, Super Bowl. It's going to be freaking sweet. So Enjoy the golf on Sunday. Enjoy the golf this weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Take it all in. Last football game for a long time. And then football stuff is done until the draft, which it is sad to say that as a Patriots fan, for the last couple of years, the draft is all we've had to look forward to, which I, that is uncharted territory for your boy. But whatever. Um, enjoy the golf this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. And as Andy would say, see ya.